Welcome to the Fifth and Gold Podcast. My name is Aaron. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Josh and Johnny. We are back for another episode. Audience, listeners, good to be back with you. Uh, we were not here last week. We were traveling. We It was Memorial Day weekend, so we're like, you know what? Uh, we need a break. And so we took a break, so thank you for being patient with us. Uh, but we're back. Episode 112. Hope you all are doing well. As we're sitting here recording on a Monday night, we have a couple of NBA Finals games under our belt. We have one Stanley Cup final under our belt. We have the Women's Softball College World Series happening. We have the Men's Baseball Tournament happening. There's all sorts of stuff. There's soccer abroad. All kinds of stuff. We're digging into all of it. But first, Josh, what's up, man? How was your week? Doing all right. I, you know what? No, I'm not doing all right. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm going to tell oh, you no. why. So over the weekends, mm. Johnny, Aaron, and I were all up in Kansas City for the wedding of a mutual friend. And I was really looking forward to it. I was hoping that <laughs> it would be a great time of getting together with old friends, uh, just, you know, spending all night talking about, you know, our hopes and dreams and mm -hmm. desires and fears um, in a way that's different from the podcast. Yeah. And you know what happened instead? <laughs> and I'm opening it up. <laughs> I am opening up our show with a surprise straight to jail. Oh, all of no. my friends. <laughs> because at the Airbnb we rented outside, on the back yeah. patio was that little uh, hook game that you see at camps and like bars and stuff where you have the little the little uh, little metal loop, little metal circle on a, a little a ring. They call, we'll call it a ring because that's what it yeah. is. Little uh, little ring on a uh, rope, and you gotta hook it onto the hook at the other ends. It's great fun. Everyone loves it. Little to my like knowledge. Uh, this rope could be lengthened or, more importantly, <laughs> shortened. <laughs> and so one of the one of our friends, and it, to be fair, it was not one of you two. It, However, it you loved it. Yes. Shortens the rope. Not a ton, but just <laughs> enough. The day before Aaron and Johnny uh. got there, I had gotten the hook in like maybe 10 or 15 tries. Maybe we'll just we'll just say 20. You got to warm up. It's been a year. You know, I haven't, I don't do the, I don't have a hook in my, uh, in my room. So I was like, okay, I, I, I figured out this system. I know I remember all the muscle memories coming back. Well, our friend had shortened the rope to where it was genuinely impossible to actually mm -hmm. hook it. And then didn't tell anybody. Well, actually told everybody <laughs> except for me. Yeah. So we were come back from lunch or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just do the hook real quick. It's fun. And I'll see you guys in there in a second. Two minutes max. Listeners, I stood out there for what felt like 20 minutes doing nothing but making all the right moves. I tried every technique you're supposed to do. I did it all right. I was so good. And I could not hook this thing. And I hear in the room, I hear in the living room with windows, so everyone can see me, just uproarious laughter. <laughs> and I'm like, I know they're watching me. I know they're watching. And it's because I'm doing so bad. No, I wasn't doing bad. It turns out I was just being gaslit by everybody I have ever known. 
<laughs> Everyone you've ever known and Everyone cared about. Everyone I've ever known and cared about was mocking <sighs> me. Because, dear listener, once the rope was then lengthened to the appropriate height, and I have every witness on this, I yep. got it in one. Yep. Got it in one. And somewhere Mike Breen yelled bang when you did it. <laughs> he did. I heard him. <laughs> so, Josh, straight uh, to we, jail. We almost were my... late. Getting ready. <laughs> no, no, no. What, less no, no, sitting no. there to watch you. We, we were, were not late. late. I had pre ironed. I had yes. everything ready to go. I had pre packed everything. You were almost late <laughs> because you wanted to torture a friend. I was just fine. I witnessing the torture of a friend. <laughs> oh, Your I'll Honor. Say enjoying I, the I was torture. Not the your torturer. Honor, I didn't actually yes. waterboard the defendant. I was merely there <laughs> and laughed. Enjoying yeah. it. Well, yeah, we had, I think it was the first time the three of us had been together since I want to say August of 2021. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe Josh has kept his distance because when we do get together, we're horribly mean to him. But there's a reason I stay in Texas. <laughs> it wasn't one of the, us, I know. Though. Oh, uh, yeah. So but there is a video well of it floating been. around on our yeah, personal that's social also media. The, that's so another straight to jail. Personally. You guys are claiming some sort of innocence. Well, we didn't do it, <laughs> and yet you are profiting. Well, in I don't think anyone's paid me the money. The tens but. of views. <laughs> yes. Josh, we didn't create the war. We're just profiting yeah. off of it. That makes You it wouldn't okay, arrest right? a guy morally You wouldn't neutral. arrest a guy selling drugs from one guy to another, neutral. would you? Right. Uh... Yeah. Otherwise, well, my week has been great. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, Josh. Uh, yes, it was great to see you guys. Uh, aside from us, yes, we did. We did. To be fair, we did gaslight you. Um, my favorite part of the weekend, outside of the wedding and, and seeing everyone, was so when Johnny plays Madden or NCAA football. This is where I yes. thought we were going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is the, if if you will, for those cultured folks, he's the Brian Ference. Oh, Madden how dare you? I, I am David Johnny, Shaw. How many, point, how many points did you score? <laughs> I am David Shaw. How, how, how dare you? Okay, fine. David Shaw, whatever. <laughs> I, I formation, if you're a fullback, you're on his team. He's trying to smash it up the middle as much as he can. Uh, and I will say to your credit, although you only scored like 10 points, I think, you did legitimately almost win. And it was your first time playing that game and probably first time playing a PlayStation. So I'll hand it to you. A valiant effort. That was my second favorite part. Uh, probably, you know, again, the wedding, friends, all that. Uh, so that was enjoyable. But Got like Johnny, how was your, your weekend? Pretty good. Week? Yeah. Every, the, every, the defense show. Every drive, you're always, you're always in four drive territory. For down Correct. territory. Oh, yes. there is absolutely. never. That's what the down is for to be used. That's like having <laughs> the fancy china in the china cabinet and being like, wait, mm-hmm. don't use that. The president's it's for coming. Yes, it's the president. It's for the governor or whatever. That's what how fourth down has been treated for so long. No, mm-hmm. it's there to be used. Plates are there to be eaten upon. And dang it, mm-hmm. I'm going to eat upon fourth down. So, eat upon the China that, that is, is why, the HB slam. And that is why also you're not Brian Ference. I correct myself because Brian Ference actually wishes he could punt on third down. Yes. So good, good distinction yep. there. Yes. We'll see. He said that no significant changes were happening mm-hmm. uh, to the offensive Ugh. scheme this year. However, Ugh. he might try and experiment with it. My, my only regret of the weekend. I is mean, there they, a rule saying you can't? No. 
You could punt on first down. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My only regret of the weekend, Don't I mean, Aaron that. and Josh basically told you how the weekend went, was that the Airbnb also had air hockey and it had mm. a pop a shot. Yep. And I did not have the chance to partake in either game. Oh. So Too many much, friends. much sadness um, has been been weighing on my mind for not being able <laughs> to uh, to partake in said games. We'll just have to go. We'll have to go back. Yeah, so. that sounds good. Yeah, tomorrow. One of these days, when one of these days when the three of us are together for maybe more of an extended period of time, one of these days, I do want to do a podcast where we're actually in the same room. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be a lot uh, of fun. At some point, um, it would be the most unhinged. Oh yeah, no, you would not be able to hear a single thing that would be going on. <laughs> no, it would just be white noise, and you can interpret that how how you will. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, speaking of unhinged, I think you guys are. Play- I, I'll delete this if this is not the case from the episode. But I'm out next week. But you guys are planning on still hosting this show, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. there won't be any rules next week. Because not that there's a lot of rules now, but I probably moderate more than you guys do. There so will be just, negative rules. Be, uh, yeah, I'll be out. We, no one can stop you guys. We guarantee nothing. We do not guarantee sports. We do not guarantee <laughs> non-sports. Mm. We have no clue. What we are saying is that it's going to be an hour and a half of uneditable material. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, speaking of an hour and a half of uneditable material, let's get into the sports part of this podcast. Uh, Gentlemen, again, as we're sitting here Monday night, we are through games one and two of the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Just a quick recap, if you haven't really been following, Denver got a pretty convincing Game 1. The Miami Heat cut it down to like 9 points late in Game 1, but really, Denver, from essentially start to finish, looked good, looked well-rested because they were. They had 9 days off because they swept the Lakers. Meanwhile, the Miami Heat looked a little out of sorts. They had just finished up a intense 7-game series against the Boston Celtics. But in Game 2... Again, in game one, Denver wins and everyone's like, all right, it's over. Miami, this is a good run, and which I just didn't understand. I'm like, have you not been watching this Miami Heat team? I understand that they've jumped out to series lead in each of their first three series. But shame on you if you are doubting the Miami Heat. Just do it at your own peril. Now, you know what? Maybe Denver wins the next three games. So be it. But Miami in game two, a game that was back and forth, both teams had respective double-digit leads in the first half. It was a wild game with huge swings. The Miami Heat, led by Duncan Robinson, has a tremendous fourth quarter, puts the Miami Heat up, and they never looked back. And despite the best efforts of Nikola Jokic, the Miami Heat steal Game 2 from Denver in Colorado, and now we head to Miami, where the Heat now have home court advantage. Guys, I'm curious your thoughts on... Uh, what we've seen so far, what you expect to see the rest of the way, but I think we're, it looks like we have a series, right? I think if Denver wins that game, game two, you're like, okay, let, just hand, like, all right, fine, Denver, you win, great, awesome. We've got a series now. Mm-hmm. I would like to say real quick, before Johnny gives the real actual analysis, it was worse for the Celtics to oh. win some games um, yeah. instead of just being swept uh like men i it was so so much funnier um but to potentially come down from a 3-0 what is our what is our 
like what's the thing we hang our hats on? Never blown Never a three-one lead. Capricious? No, three-one leads. Blowing oh, okay. three-one yeah. leads. Yep. And we were about to get that overturned with someone overcoming mm-hmm. a three-zero deficit. And then they get absolutely smashed in game seven. And <laughs> it, it is awesome. the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh. And as so an anti-Boston Boston person, as a Boston hater, if you will, mm-hmm. and it will. was yes. oh, it was so good. It was poetic. And I thank you. I thank you so much for doing it the right way. And by that, I mean, I mean the worst way. Mm. Anyway, actual yeah. analysis now. I just yes, wanted to Josh, put that out I, there. I, I oh, that's a good point. Yeah. I completely double down on your take there. It was hilarious. It was great. The only negative <laughs> is it probably did hurt Miami in game one. The fact that they oh, had yeah. very little rest time compared to Denver. And because Denver was home, you're adjusting to the altitude. Maybe if you finish up that series with Boston sooner, you can travel to Denver, spend some more time there. I don't know if that would have... That's really what determined that game. As Aaron mentioned, it was not a nail biter. I know the Heat got it to nine in the fourth, but the outcome of that game was never really in doubt. And you could say Denver didn't even play probably as well as they did against the Lakers in game one. And so that was the real alarm for me was crap. They didn't even play as well as they did in those four games against the Lakers and they still won by double digits. They were still up 17 for a large portion of the game up around that point. And so you're like, oh, they don't have an answer for Jokic. When Bam's out of the game, Cody Zeller's just getting taken to town. Like they have no depth there to deal with him. And typically when you're dealing with a star big man, you want to have a bunch of bodies to throw at him. And they really just don't. Game two... It's not as simple as, hey, let Jokic score and don't let him pass. But they did stop doubling him. And they did say, we're not letting you find the open man. Easier said than done. However, there's not three guarding four at that time. It's now 4v4. The windows are closing. Jokic is still going to find some guys open for long balls. He's too brilliant of a passer to not get those assist numbers still. But those gimme buckets are taken away. So people like KCP, Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown, these guys on the outside who have just feasted off of wide open looks, those windows are a little tighter. And the Heat are a very good defensive team. So if it's 4v4 now, those windows are so much tighter. The pressure is tighter. You need to have great energy. You need to be setting more off the ball screens to get open rather than dump it down to Jokic in the post, let you know, let them double him because he's going to kill him if they don't. And credit to Jokic, he did kill him all game long in the post with that soft touch that he's so good at. But the Heat offense, it limited Denver enough. It didn't shut them down. It limited them enough that because Miami was actually hitting shots from the outside, it was equaled. And then if you get this game close at the end, which is all Miami needs to do, that should be the goal every single game for Miami. Can it be a five-point game with five, five-point game with five minutes left? Five, either way, five up, five down. Obviously, you always want to be up. But if it can just be within range with five minutes left to go in the game, Jimmy Butler, 
even Kyle Lowry, the vets on this team, they are ready. The moment's not too big. They've been there before. Denver has it. No, Denver did not look like they choked last night, so don't hear that. But I have few people that I trust as much as Jimmy Butler in clutch moments right now in the NBA. And so they just need to keep it close. It was huge. They won on the road in Denver. Now they get to go home. Uh, My expectation is they probably split in Miami as well. um, And we get to go back to Denver. But my overarching take was just thrilled that this is a series. Just as a neutral fan in this NBA Finals, I really enjoy watching both teams a ton. Uh, I don't care who wins this finals. I just was really hoping that it would be competitive. And the win last night gives me a shred of hope that Miami could actually pull off the series win uh, against yeah. against the Nuggets. And that's all I was really, really hoping for. So I'm really excited about that. Might even have Tyler Hero coming back for Miami at some point. Caleb Barton's had two awful games, two of his worst games in the entire playoffs. So in a way, that is a benefit if you're Miami. You know, role players like that typically play much better at home in the playoffs. So expect Caleb Martin to get more than three points uh, going forward in, in these two games in Miami. So I, I'm thrilled. It's an absolute fantastic uh, series. Even Jamal Murray, who struggled most of the game last night, hit a couple big threes in the fourth quarter, which you're like, man, is he going to go nuclear and steal this one? I, I, I love the players on these teams. I love it. They're two of the great coaches in the league right now. We've already talked a lot about Eric Spolstra. I, I'm just sitting back and enjoying this NBA Finals. Uh, it's nice to, for once, not have a Lakers or Celtics or Warriors or somebody who's kind of polarizing in the Finals that you just despise and don't want to win. I, I feel like this is purest basketball, and I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, couple things. Uh, number one, Mike is joining us on YouTube. Hello, thanks for being here. He says, uh, Josh, going back to your point, as a Celtics fan, getting to Game Seven was like finding a thousand dollars on the ground and then turning around and seeing your car get totaled. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a very good That's analogy. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure that's got to not feel very good. Secondly, Johnny, going way back to the beginning, I agree. The Miami Heat essentially were not wanting Jokic to score, but highly preferring that to him passing. Eric Spolster made it very clear that they were not going to double him, especially in the second half. If you stuck around the ABC broadcast long enough in the postgame, they had Kyle Lowry on the postgame, and they were talking about him. They were talking about Jokic to him. And they, they said the number of points that Jokic had, and Kyle Lowry did a double take. He's like, he had 40? Because they I don't think they were even paying attention to how many points Jokic had. It's just, don't you're right, don't let the KCPs, the Aaron Gordons of the world, don't let or Jamal Murray, don't let them beat you. Kevin Love was a huge piece of Game 2. I don't believe he even stepped on the court in Game 1. And he was massive. Played a huge role for the Miami Heat in that win. Probably the best outlet passer ever now at this point. This is just a routine baseball pass from one end of the court to the other. Leads to an easy layup or dunk. I'll say this about Jimmy Butler. That man is incredible. The box score, if you're just box score watching, you probably look at his shooting percentage and you think, not that special. Jimmy Butler is clearly hobbled. He is not 100% healthy. They didn't really talk about it on the broadcast, which I was a little surprised about. At times, he was visibly limping. 
it was pretty obvious that that ankle is still not good. There was a picture on Twitter, and bear in mind, this is the internet, so take it with whatever grain of salt you want. But basically, you know, someone kind of took a picture. He had like shorts on or something, and it was a picture of his legs, and the right leg was like his right ankle was clearly swollen. So he's not 100% healthy, but what he did wasn't that great shooting quarters one through three, but made Jamal Murray's life pretty miserable for the most part. Now, again, Murray had his, his moments in the fourth quarter, but at that point, the Miami Heat had the lead. So Jimmy Butler was pacing the Miami offense, was had, hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. Jamal Murray hitting clutch shot after clutch shot. But the defense from Miami and Jimmy Butler in particular they lasted long enough. They outlasted Denver in that game. Now, can they outlast them the entire series? If I had to bet, which I did, I'm going to say no. But that's my, that's my thoughts on the finals. I, I do think, though, I'm glad we have a series. I hope it goes long because, John, I'm with you. I like both these teams. I'm probably rooting for Denver if someone really forced me to. But if Miami wins, I will take all. I'm thrilled for Jimmy, for Duncan Robinson, who again has come out of nowhere. Like his fourth quarter was huge shooting threes, but driving to the rim, getting fouled, pump faking free throws, all of it. Heck of a game for Duncan Robinson when he needed to step up. Max Struess was excellent in the first quarter, had four three pointers, really got the heat going and kept them from really getting blown out in that first half. So yeah, that's game two. Obviously, again, it's one of those things, depending on when you listen to it or maybe past game three, game four, whatever, but that's what Twitter's for. So I hope you guys are enjoying this series as much as, as much as we are. Uh, Cause yeah, it's good. Um, but it's not the only finals happening because over in the NHL, we have the Stanley cup finals. We're through one game as we're sitting Vegas with a one nothing series lead, but far from over, especially with what the Florida Panthers have been done. Josh, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Cause this is a, I'm not going to say it's a surprise that Florida's here. It's almost like it's really two sides of the coin, right? Vegas was the best seed in the West. They're here. Florida was the last seed in the East. It's actually kind of a mirror. It is really a mirror of what we're seeing in the NBA finals, uh, but pretty wild. It is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The Golden Knights are the worst team in the world. I hate them so much um, <laughs> for so many reasons. Um, but uh, you're absolutely right. No, the... The Panthers needed the Penguins to absolutely like implode for them to even be in this position. But since then, the Panthers uh, absolutely embarrassed uh, the Bruins um, in what many people are calling probably the biggest upset uh, of at least recent NHL memory. Um, Again, Boston. uh, That's all I have to say. Um, And post... That Boston series, Florida has gone 11 and 1. Absolutely yeah. insane. But you know what that has meant? They have not played, they've been so efficient in winning games. They have not played a game since May 24th. Um, until obviously the game they just played. Uh, ignore that. They had a massive amount of time off, which can be bad in some ways because you're having to knock off some rust. And we saw, uh, with game one, obviously by the time this comes out, game two will have been played. Uh, Golden Knights uh, absolutely slapped them five to two, and so there is some uh, there is uh, some rust that might need to be taken off the old uh, the old ice skates, if you will. Um, 
what has been really interesting is to see the breakouts of Matthew uh, Kachuk, um, yeah. which is a fantastic name. Love this guy. Uh, dude just got traded like last year and already uh, has 109 points uh, for the regular season, I believe. Um, so absolute breakout star for them. Uh, that's not goals, by the way. That would we would have talked <laughs> about that pre- previously had that been goals. Yeah. Uh, it's points and it's uh, goals and assists combined. Which so, why they named it points? Why is that points? I feel like it's a little misleading. I if I, you're I, not like you know hockey fans are like yeah that's what it means. I'm like okay well that's great. That's yeah, I, I blame whatever. the Canadians. Um, <laughs> this is why you guys can't win a game. You named mm-hmm. them points. Um, uh, so we're gonna see how that works. Uh, w- of note, the Golden Knights are 6-3-1 and one all-time against uh, Florida. That includes 5-0 and oh, uh, at home. So oh. this home field advantage we have seen in this NHL series, not as big a determining factor as it has been for other and in other playoff series. However, that itself is pretty significant. And... The Golden Knights? Actually, no. It is now 6-0 at home because the Golden Knights, uh, the game one was played in Vegas. So there is some massive precedent for, like, some solid smackdowns. Um, I'm not even going to talk about the Golden Knights again. Hate them. It, it, expansion team. They were they went to the finals in 2018 um, and then made the NHL go, oh, we may have nerfed them. Um, but, Josh, is it ever going to happen for them? For this fan base that has suffered so many close calls for so you are long. So, that is so Is funny. it ever going to happen you, for them? I thank you so much for bringing this up. This is so right. Screw the Blue Jackets. No no sports team, no hockey team has suffered more. Screw every Canadian team. No fan base has suffered more in the past five years than Las Vegas. No sports city. You hear that, Toronto? <laughs> no sports city, dare I say, has suffered more than Las Vegas <laughs> in the past five years. Uh. They have had trial after trial after, you know, after delay in building their next multi-billion dollar stadium <laughs> uh, right next to the first one. Um, there's yeah. just been, you know, between every between every major sport trying to vie for them, it's just been really hard on Vegas. So thank you, Johnny. We need some, you know what? We need some compassion. Some awareness. Some awareness, yes, mm. on this wholly nerfed team. Um, what's going to be really interesting to look at is not necessarily the offensive battle. Uh, Kachuk's going to be fun. Look at the goalie differential here. You have, dare I say, goalie Bob. Again, yeah. Eh, <laughs> it's pain. I'm telling you, this series is rough for the Blue Jackets. It I, is. For it's Blue Jacket so, fans, it's it's, it's so tough. hard. It's so hard. I can't do this because uh, on one hand you have an expansion team. Hey, that was yeah. us back in 26 years ago. Um, yeah. Or you have Playoff Bob, as they're calling him now. Uh, it's fine. We, we used we used to call him Playoff Bob too. Yeah. For very different reasons. For very different reasons. No, he's fine. Dude's yeah. an absolute unit. Now, to be fair, has he earned his salary? Has he earned his two uh, trophies? Time will tell. I will say he's doing great so far. On the other side is uh, Hill. Uh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Give me a second. I get his first name. <laughs> oh, I know it. It's here. Um, where is it? Oh, Aiden. 
Duh. Josh, you made us wait for Aiden. I know. <laughs> I had to figure out. I You know what I spent most of my time on? Figuring out how to pronounce Kachuk, just to make sure. Fair. It's got a Fair. T at the front of it. Well, you did a went, wonderful oh, no. job with that. Thank you. I went, yeah. to NHL, I went to NHL's official YouTube, and they said it multiple times, and I went, okay, nice. yep. just two syllables, I can get it. Yep. Silent T. Aiden Hill played 27 games in the regular season. Uh, just Basically just got on the ice. Came on in game three against the Oilers uh, because... Their main guy, uh, Brossett, Brossoy, Brossoit. This is why, see, I again, I spent... Brossois. Brossois. French-Canadian, Josh. I know. So, Brossoit. <laughs> Brossois, yes. I should have known French. Um, fun fact about the French, you don't pronounce anything. You just kind of go, raw at the end, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. In American, Josh, I believe it's Brossiot. It's, it's pronounced <laughs> croissant. So anyway, he's hurt. <laughs> Speedy recovery. Man, he's hurt. Um, we're out here just just slamming him. Oh, oh man, it's not it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Right. But um, has been okay. Has a ninth has a uh, has a nine three seven uh, save percentage. Um, and uh, two basically two game two goals uh, against average, which is pretty solid. So really good. he's been really good so far. Uh, so it'll be a really interesting time to see what's going to happen with those guys. Again, it just started. And again, we haven't been following hockey all uh, season for the most part, which is okay because the Blue Jackets have not been in it. So we don't care until then. Um, we did hire a new coach. We though. did hire a new coach. Straight to jail. Blue Jackets. Mm. I'm kind of just being angry today. You know when they mm. announced? You know when they announced this, this uh, <laughs> coaching change? Mm, tell me. I'm going to tell you guys. Memorial Day, Monday, the actual day. You know what happens in Columbus that day? A little thing called the Memorial Tournament, mm. part of the PGA Tour. You know what reporters are doing the day of Memorial Day? Checking out that final day of the tournament, making sure everything's good. You know what they're not doing? They're not hanging out by Nationwide Arena. <laughs> trying to see when the smoke's gonna clear. Oh boy! We, oh boy! So worse. Yeah. No one knows. I don't. I'm not even gonna tell you his name. It doesn't matter. Josh, they Someone don't else deserve knows. I didn't even, jail. They don't. Jail's too good for them. Hard labor. <laughs> well, they, they got to do hard labor somewhere. We usually put them out like on a on a median somewhere off of seventy. <laughs> yep. Just mowing grass. Community service, man. <laughs> Go pick up that litter. Uh. Oh, gosh. So there. There's your NHL preview. Uh, and surprise, straight to jail. Yeah. I love how this episode... <laughs> like, Blue Jackets, hire think... me. Hire me as your... I don't, yeah, there you go. Again, I don't know a ton about hockey. I can't pronounce half the names. I will be your social media guy. And I will tell you, do not announce mm. your coaching change the day that everyone in Columbus does not care. Yeah. I love how you would think if the three of us got to spend time together, we'd be like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Everything's happy. I think we've dragged each other down because today's episode's just been like, I hate, I hate everything, everybody, everything. Josh, thanks for that NHL recap. Uh, that's really good. Very I, welcome. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Um, this could be fun. Florida Panthers story has been insane. It it's truly. been unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think it's for the. I saw this stat. I believe ESPN provided this, but I think for the first time ever, the two leading goal scorers on each respective team are from or are American born. Yes, so that's right. That's kind of fun. Yeah, Jack um, uh, Eichel. 
Yeah, yep. Take Vegas. that, Canada. Yep. See, yeah. I, I pronounced that right on the spot. You sure did. Yeah, well done. So that's the NHL. We'll come back to that here in just a second because we'll make our picks of the week. We actually haven't picked anything Stanley Cup related, so we'll give you our picks. I did make mine before game one in case anyone cares about that. But before we do that, uh, the three of us are college football sickos, so we have to sneak in a little bit of college football even though we are 83 days away from the regular season. And the reason is is because the SEC had an announcement, and anytime the SEC announces anything... It's bound to be polarizing, partially because of how crazy folks are down in the South for college football, partially because they're the best conference in college football, and it's not really that close, uh, but partially because they just said, hey guys, no divisions in 2024. Not much of a surprise. The Pac-12 is already rid of divisions. They did that last year. The Mountain West, no divisions, I believe, this year. It's happening all around. The ACC, no divisions this year. So divisions are going away. That's going to be a trend. I I imagine in two or three years, we'll just have no divisions whatsoever. The Big Ten's undecided, but because USC and UCLA are entering the conference, I kind of feel like they'll also get rid of divisions. I don't know. doesn't matter. Today, we're talking about the SEC. I have a gripe with the SEC because... They made an announcement that in 2024 and future years, probably, the SEC will be playing an eight-game conference schedule, which is what they've been doing. The SEC and the ACC have been playing eight-game conference schedules as opposed to the nine that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and I think just about everybody else except maybe the American play. Why is this a big deal? Well, obviously, if you're the best conference you're essentially taking a game that you could be playing, I don't know, a Florida, a Missouri. I'm not even giving you a top name in the conference. And you're replacing it with a Nichols State or a Jacksonville State. Welcome to the FBS. We love you. And any number of teams. And they're gonna, you know what they're going to do. They do this every year. They put that game right before their final game. It's essentially a bye before Alabama plays Auburn, before... Uh, whoever else Texas A&M plays LSU so we talked about this before so it's nothing new but there's big outrage now because the SEC next year is bringing in two more teams in Oklahoma and Texas so not only do you have an eight game schedule when everyone else other than the ACC who hasn't really been relevant in the college football playoff picture for a while has nine the trick here is That the SEC, the way they're going to schedule it, they are keeping their primary and secondary rivalries, which is okay. I do want to see Alabama-LSU every year or Alabama-Auburn every year. That's fine. I do want to see Georgia-Florida. Keep the rivalries, by all means. But it means that there will be some teams in your own conference that you don't play for at least three years. But here's the kicker. That will be way better than what they've been doing previously. Johnny, you pointed this out on Twitter. Texas A&M and Georgia have played how many times since the Aggies have wandered their way over to the SEC? One time since 2012. Yeah. yeah. that's Folks, that's not a conference. That's a league, which, to be fair, is where we're going. We're going to oh, yeah. get to the point where the SEC has 20 teams and the Big Ten has 20 teams, and they are basically the AFC and the NFC. Understand that's where we're going long term. But this is a, 
yes, the SEC is the best conference. A lot of SEC fans are saying, well, our conference is so difficult that playing nine games would be entirely unfair. Would it really? Look at Georgia's schedule this year. Look at Georgia's schedule. It's a cakewalk. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It is in a way. Could be. I mean, maybe I'm, a little I'm the, bit. I'm in the mood to blame them. So the, if you want they're, to, it, they're, but it's not, they're one of the schools that said no. And no, they, I, I know it, it's their fault that they're playing an eight game season. I'm just saying overall, the fact that Georgia's schedule for this season specifically is, is so. Yeah. It's not their fault. I, Auburn and Florida are tire fires right now. They're two right, primarily. Exactly. And Georgia rivals. Tech. Georgia, Georgia Tech and they're two. Yeah. Yeah. That part's not necessarily their fault. And they still have an East schedule, even though, correct, you know, we're moving away from that. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys have thoughts to add. Essentially, what I'm saying is every argument that the SEC has given forward that, oh, well, we can't play nine games because our conference is so good. It's really good at the top. And sure, there's some years where Arkansas and Auburn, and that'll probably be the case this year, just get slammed in the SEC West. But the SEC East outside of Georgia? Tennessee. And I know Tennessee was good this year, so maybe Tennessee. That's an, that's a normal division. I understand you have the two-time national champions now in Georgia. That's a normal division. Georgia's schedule is pretty simple. I don't know. It just In a world where you're getting 12 teams in the playoff, there's just no reason not to play nine. Are you really hurting yourself by playing nine when you can conceivably lose three games and still get in the playoff? I think I, I don't know what I'm missing, but I just don't understand the argument why like the SEC has to have an eight game schedule. Just be nine. Be like everybody else. Aaron, my biggest issue is and we've talked about this at, at nauseum is the timing of that fourth non-conference game. That's always been my primary issue with it. It's not even that you only play eight conference games. It's that for the majority of these teams, you're playing it. Alabama looking right at you. You have your bye week before LSU every single season. And you have Furman before you play Auburn every year. Yep. What other schools in the country... Ohio State doesn't get to go play Youngstown State before they play Michigan every year. They don't get a bye before traveling to Happy Valley and playing Penn State every year. And that's the equivalent for Ohio State, where you have your kind of pseudo semi-rival in Penn State or LSU, and you have your arch nemesis at the end of the year. That's not what Ohio State gets. And timing matters so much. It's a bye week. You're getting a pseudo bye week with these FCS opponents at the end of the year. And that is not just a big deal for that rivalry game. That pays dividends. I truly believe that pays dividends for the whole entirety of the season. Yeah. To where you are spacing out your work so much better. The SEC is the best conference in the, in the country. Don't hear me saying that they're not. But I think part of the gap is done. They know how to manipulate the system. Greg Sankey is a brilliant commissioner. They know how to manipulate the system better than anyone as what especially Nick Saban now Kirby Smart so that that's always been my biggest issue with it I don't like eight I'd want nine but honestly I'd even just settle for abolishing that game at in November yeah. 
And forget even about fairness. College football is not fair. That yeah. week sucks for the fan. Uh, it, it's terrible. You know, you, you're praying that the Big Ten and or the ACC, which has let you down, or the Pac-12, which has let you down. So you're basically praying between the Big 12 and Big 10 to have a marquee game that week. Or maybe Notre Dame playing someone. Because the SEC is just like, nah, man, we're good that week. And so when you just took out a ton of potentially really good matchups and fun matchups to watch, like, we just want good games. At the end of the day, like, yeah, we have the teams we're cheering for. But as just a fan of college football, don't we just want more great games on the schedule, especially in November. I think we can stomach it because we're so excited for the season just to start in September. But by the time we get, we're in championship mode. We don't want to take a breath of air. We want to dig down. We're ready for these marquee gigantic matchups. And um, Mm -hmm. so I'm really, I'm hoping it's just for this coming year, Aaron. Yeah. I'm hoping that it is. So it's not, this is not the end of the world. Hopefully it just is this year. And when Texas and Oklahoma come over, they do change that. Here's, here's to hoping, but it's not a conference. It's not a conference. No. You're right. It's a league that negotiates a media rights deal together. It, it's not, a, the SEC is not a conference because conference opponents play each other more than once in 11 seasons. 12, actually, because they don't play each other this year either, I believe. Just just as an example, 2021, Georgia, in the second to last week, hosted Charleston Southern and beat them 56-7. to Yeah, because it's now, Charleston to, to be Southern. Fair, they, they, yeah, they did mm-hmm. lose to Alabama the next week. Sorry, no, that's not even true. That was in the SEC championship. Then they beat Georgia Tech 45 nothing. Michigan, who ended up meeting them in the college football playoff in that same week, mm-hmm. was on the road at Maryland against a good offense. Now, credit to Michigan, they blew the doors off of Maryland, then beat the brakes off of Ohio State and then Iowa. The, the point is, and yes, I, I understand I could look at, well, in week five, Michigan was playing Rutgers and Georgia was playing Kentucky. But it's what Johnny said. It's the timing of this thing that makes a big difference. It College football will never be fair. And that's actually okay. It hurts in the moment, but it actually makes it a more intriguing sport in some ways because everything is so uniform across the NFL. There's not a lot of variety. There's a lot of variety in college football. You're never going to have an upset in the NFL like you will have with App State beating Michigan, or in this last year, App State beating Texas A&M, or name any huge upset. You're never going to get anything like this in professional sports because it's much more of a balanced thing. So there's beauty in college football because you do get Cinderella. You do get a 16 seed beating a one seed in the NCAA tournament, and you just don't see anything like that in the NBA. Well, I say that in Miami Heat, look what mm-hmm. they're doing. That We're seeing about as close to that as you can get. So my point in all this is saying college football is unfair. It's kind of nice because it provides more storylines and provides more conversation than pro sports. Like, what are you talking about right now in the NFL? You're having a conversation like, hey, will Dak Prescott be good this year? If that's what you're into, awesome. Uh, We're having a conversation here in college football land about the 
literally the changing landscape of the entire sport next year. So I personally find that a little bit more intriguing than how will the Dallas Cowboys do? I don't know. I'll find out in three months. Um, so that's just me. But I thought it was worth bringing up. Um, curious your guys' thoughts. Again, we are a little bit biased here as Ohio State fans. But I also try to have a as much as I can. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll show you my bias, my actual opinion on something. But then I actually want to give you. You know, here's my here's my actual thought out objective deal. And it's the object. My objective statement is that the SEC doesn't need an eight game schedule to help them out. They don't. Yes, they're the best conference. There's two ways of looking at it. They're the best conference. So either A, they need an easier schedule, or B, they're the best conference. So why are you helping them out? And I think the I think the, the reality is the second part. But anyways, I'm sure we'll rant about that more and more as we go along as the days pass until the college football season actually starts, which will bring all kinds of joy and pain and wildness and maction and all the things we love about college football. So but mostly maction. Mostly maction. Yeah. All right. Uh Josh, over to you. You brought about the NHL conversation. So let's wrap it up by our picks of the week. Uh, the scoreboard yes. is 62-57-54 with myself in first, Johnny in second, Josh in third. We had a bunch of points for a bunch of different reasons. Uh, the softball World Series is happening. Florida State is trying to win a game to make the finals against Oklahoma, who's won 51 games in a row. The Denver Nuggets made it to the finals. Point there for Johnny. I got the Rangers winning 2-1 against Baltimore. Uh, but this week, Josh, Stanley Cup, who you got? Stanley Cup. This is... This one was hard, and I'm not confident in it, but I'm going because I can, because I started off. I'm going Vegas in six. Um, nice. I like the, they didn't have the exhaustion from, you know, having to go to game seven every single time. Um, they have shown themselves to be a very adaptable team kind of a next man up mentality, especially at uh, goalie. Um, Eichel is doing both offensive and defensive, not quite wonders, but he's very solidly contributing. Um, and I have no reason to doubt right now uh, that they have the ability not to get it done. Um, so I'm going Vegas in six. Johnny, what say you? Hmm. Well, I gave this a lot of thought, a lot of thought as somebody who watches just tons and tons of NHL throughout the regular season. <laughs> and right. frankly, I'm surprised at you, Josh, and you too, Aaron, that I didn't know you guys were pro po pro poacher. Uh, the Florida mm. Panther is an endangered species in Florida and you guys are not supporting <laughs> it, not supporting it mm. at all, not even giving them a chance. So mm. as someone who is anti-poaching and pro-saving hmm. endangered species. I will go with the Florida Panthers that's good. in seven it. games. See, that's how <laughs> I usually pick these. Yeah, dang it. Yeah. I thought Johnny, I much. love how you just became every person on Twitter for a second, though. Like, you make a pick, like, I think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to win, and then your comments are like, oh my gosh, you must oh, love so you wanna, animal you poaching. You love shooting animals in the face. <laughs> yeah, yep. No, that's, You're right. <laughs> yep. It's a whole new sense. Good conclusion, everyone. Way to be rational. Uh, I do have Vegas in five. I think they're just going to handle business. This Florida Panthers run. Again, I'm doing the same thing that I told you not to do with the Miami Heat. Doubt the Florida Panthers at your own peril. But I do think the Vegas Golden Knights were the cream of the crop in the West. They've shown that to be true in the postseason. And I think 
I do think Florida gets one game at home. I think Vegas wins game two. I'm going to say Florida wins game three. Then Vegas gets four and five. And it's like that. I did say Vegas winning the Stanley Cup before the series started. Uh, I do have a $1 bet slip that I can show you if you are if you need some proof. But anyways, I've got Vegas in five. So we'll see. Uh, I'm sure you guys will give us an update next week. I'm excited. to. I'll be listening to the podcast next week, which is wild. That's kind of fun. Don't be sure we'll give you an update, Aaron. There's well, that's true. Also, don't be sure. Maybe the episode just ends up in the some void of the internet that you can't find because it's for your own protection, which <laughs> is true of the ep- some of the episodes that the th- like all three of us make. I'm not trying to be mean to Josh and Johnny. It just, you know how it goes. Sometimes we debate about bread or salad for too long, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or not long speaking enough. Speaking of food, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of food, it's what we're following we talked about college football. One of the beauties of college football are, of course, bowl, are, is, of course, bowl season. We love the bowls. There are not too many of them straight to jail. Anyone that says there's too many bowl games. Well, this week, and amidst all of the news that we had, there was an announcement that the Cheez-It Bowl will no longer be mm. named the Cheez-It Bowl, which is a, a sad thing. We take a brief moment of silence for the Cheez-It Bowl. But not that long because not that long. This is like it's now called the Pop Tart Bowl. Let's go, Pop Tart Bowl. We love yeah. you. You might be w- our second favorite because the Duke's Mayo Bowl will always be first in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Can't uh, wait Rose to Bowl, get a close third. I can't wait to get a box of uh, brown sugar cinnamon uh, Pop Tarts yeah. dumped mm-hmm. on my head after I win. Yes. Speaking of brown sugar cinnamon Pop Tarts, uh-huh. Aaron, I believe this your brother this, needs to be thrown in jail, straight to jail, for yes. his Pop Tarts take when this announcement occurred. Yeah, we, we talked about this on Twitter. Uh, we shared that you know this was happening, and yeah, my brother in fact said that brown sugar, unprompted by the way, I made no, no mention one, of the brown no one sugar said a thing. cinnamon Pop Tarts, and said, yeah, those are the worst. The worst. The worst? I'm, okay. I don't, if you don't like it, fine. They, there's no way they can be the worst. It's a basic Guys, flavor. There are it's not an exciting flavor. Pop tarts. There's unfrosted strawberry. That is yes. Ugh. It's like saying you hate Those Cheerios. Exist. You hate them. I mean, you don't have <laughs> you to love them? Cheerios, but you right. hate Cheerios. Hate yeah. And you're so, not gluten free. Yeah. Right. Austin's straight to jail for that. I'm sorry, but I do have to ask you guys: What is your favorite pop tart? I actually think brown sugar cinnamon is my favorite. Um, but there's a little bit of a twist here. If if you lined up every single Pop-Tart flavor in existence, I'd probably find one that I like better. But the ease of just quickly finding the brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts at the store, grabbing them, throwing them in the toaster for 10 seconds, it's amazing. Is my mouth a desert when I'm done? Mm-hmm. Yes. As it should but be. There's, but, but you know what? It's because the milk supplements the brown sugar cinnamon so perfectly that I don't mind. So I'm going to say practically... Brown sugar cinnamon is my favorite, but I'm curious what your guys' favorite is. I will say, and this is going to be a real, uh, this is just going to be a real, I've lost all my words. That's how, that's how, that's how raw and real I'm about to be right now. Mm. It's going to be a real vulnerable moment. I think I've only had the brown sugar cinnamon. I don't know if I've tried other flavors. Genuinely trying to pull, like, from my memory, any other flavor, I cannot tell you. Okay. So, well, you're you're by probably default, a better better person for that. I feel like I've you know maybe when I was like five, I knew what I liked. Your body thinks you, Josh. Yeah. I'm listen. I'm curious. I want to try others now. I'm gonna go on their website while you do what you're following, Johnny, and see if there's a flavor that intrigues me. We need you to know, get I've you. Had, I lied. I lied. I lied. I've had, I lied. I've had cookies and cream. 
Oh, there you go. Curtis had, makes a good point on YouTube. Uh, he says frozen Pop-Tarts, though. I've actually frozen? not had this, but I have another oh. friend that that swears by frozen Pop-Tarts. I'm not, I, maybe I need to try it next time. And maybe that changes my mind. Maybe like a strawberry or a blueberry simp- like elevates above brown sugar cinnamon if it's frozen. Johnny, what's your favorite? Do you jo- have one? Josh, I feel like we need to get you somehow like a flight of Pop-Tarts. Maybe this is a, a flight of Pop-Tarts. Oh. Maybe this mm. is like a brilliant yes. restaurant idea. Uh, but yes. a- anyway, my favorite is actually brown uh, brown sugar, but I eat okay. it raw, man. I don't put that thing in the microwave. I don't get milk, okay. nothing. I eat that <laughs> Pop-Tart raw. So that is uh, that is my answer. Brown sugar cinnamon. All right. I like it. That's so good. That's so I funny. oh my gosh, I I am so hungry right now, guys. I am on their website. <laughs> they got an Apple Jacks flavor. Oh, interesting. Yeah, frosted chocolate fudge, cookies and cream, hot fudge sundae, ego, maple waffle. Oh. I don't know if that would be good. I don't either. I don't know if you're right. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, they got snick. They guys, they have snickerdoodle. Okay, that would be oh, a, that would awesome. I'm in. Amazing. I'm in. Yeah. Ugh, but if okay. I haven't had it, I can't. Website. I can't claim it. So I'm gonna buy um, but, stock in this company. Okay. Yeah. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like, I there's a chance I like Snickerdoodle better. Yeah. But it's I'm not. I don't swing by. If it's Kroger not. A, yeah, I was gonna say if it's not sorry, a Kroger Kroger's. Tonight, I'm in the Midwest. Kroger's. Yes. Myers. Oh. Aldi's. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All, All right, right, Johnny. What's up? What I'm following? following is if, as you know, the Premier League season recently ended big sad um and with that comes relegation and promotion so you have a lot of fan bases that are just absolutely devastated right now many that are relieved looking at you everton and others that are just thrilled beyond their wildest dreams of what has happened to their club one of those clubs is luton town and they are being promoted from the championship in the to the English Premier League. So they made it. So a little bit of information about Luton Town. You're like, Johnny, why do we care? Like relegation and promotion happens. Is it a town in Pokemon? Because it sure sounds like it. <laughs> it is not. Like, there's Pallet Town, there's Cerulean City, and then there's Luton Town. Well, I don't know what Luton would be, but the Hatters, the Hatters of Luton Town are ready to go. So they were in the fifth tier of the English football nine years ago, just nine years ago, guys like that is, I know everybody's like, wow, that's like relegation promotion. That must happen all the time. Absolutely not. It does not happen all the time. It takes a lot of money resources and also just good fortune to be promoted one level higher. So to go from the fifth tier to the English premier league in nine years is wild success. Insane. Wild success. So now they're going to the Premier League after winning uh, the playoff. They also won the playoff to get there. And so that promotion is worth roughly $200 million. $200 million. Think of... This is basically like one of your larger suburbs in a big city, if you will. That team. Like that team, like, so I'm from Dublin, Ohio, where the Memorial Tournament was just played. It's the equivalent of like now Dublin has their own team and they're going to go play New York and Dallas, Chicago and L.A. Like it's absolutely insane. 
Um, so they play in an old stadium. You need to see videos of this because I'm not going to be able to give you like a description that does it justice. The stadium only seats 10,000 people. That's oh. less than half of what the Columbus Crew Stadium seats here in the States, just to give you a little bit of perspective. Also, that stadium is awesome for the crew. So is Luton Town. Teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, Man U, Man City, they're all going to visit as everybody That's... travels to every single team in the Premier League each season. They're going to be visiting this 10,000-seat stadium. They have to do some renovations, but it's going to more or less be the same. When you walk in as a visiting team, you're literally Absolutely walking horrible. through someone's backyard, basically, in the yes. burbs to enter into this stadium if you're the away team i cannot wait for them to be hosting it is absolutely fantastic most of the time when you see these teams uh get promoted it's a larger like club still like sunderland or norwich city to where they've been in the premier league before so they still kind of have the resources or infrastructure skeleton if you will to refill and get ready to be promoted not Luton Town so this is going to be absolutely awesome I hope that they can stay up all three teams that were promoted last year stayed up in the Premier League this season so uh, fingers crossed I think they're going to have a ton of fans a lot of random ones uh, that are going to be following them and really hoping that they can stay in the EPL this year so uh, really cool you know we all love a good Cinderella story I think mm -hmm. one of the beauties of English football uh, is that the relegation and promotion, because Aaron, as we were saying with like NFL is pretty equal. You can have some Cinderella stories. Now they're not as likely as perhaps college football, but this is soccer's version in England of those Cinderella stories and those upsets. Luton town, $200 million made in that promotion. They're going to get to host man city next season in that 10,000 seat neighborhood park of a stadium. And I, for one, can't wait. It's the That's cutest awesome. team. Their nicknames, the Hatters. Yes. Their Let's go crest, Hatters. their seal has a little, has this, has the most adorable little hat on it. It's got hay, like a honey, like honeycomb. It's got flowers. It's got a, it's just, this is, this is like your grandfather's soccer club. Yes. Cheer um, for this team. Cheer for this team, please. Protect Congratulations. them at all costs. Just like you are all fans of the New Orleans Breakers who are uh, who are doing a thing, you yeah. are now all fans of Luton Town. Congratulations. You are all Hatters. Uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba -ba. Welcome to Chess Heads. It's <laughs> a podcast within a podcast <laughs> where I talk about whatever I want because anything's a sport. Screw you. Josh, can I talk about a sport, <laughs> whatever I want, as part of Chess Heads? Yes, you absolutely may. Uh, so I actually play chess here and there. You do. I beat a guy in four moves today. Whoa! Wait. Yeah. Which you basically, if if that you're going to yeah. lose in four moves, you essentially have to make the exact wrong moves, and for whatever reason, this guy did. So it was in an online tournament. I'm playing. Holy crap! One in four moves. So yeah. I feel like that was a that was a contribute. There's my contribution to chess heads. That's. Chess. That's like you, that's like you getting a zero on a multiple choice exam. Like you statistically <laughs> yeah. will stumble into one right answer. You have yeah. to try to get a zero. Holy crap! That guy must. Mm. Now wow. don't get it twisted. I'm not very good at chess, but I did have to pat myself on the back. Hey, not very good is no match against very very bad. <laughs> yes.
All right. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Johnny, you're going to like this one. I'm not going to, this is, this is, this is a stretch. I don't, I I can't find a way to make food news a sport, but I figured this one is just for you, Johnny. Uh, What's one of your favorite restaurants? Chili's. Okay. I'm just going to make everyone furious. Chili's. Okay. No, what's uh, Asian chilies? Asian, uh, PF Chang's. Uh, Fast food. Panda Express. Yes, sir. Do you know what they launched? The orange chicken, chicken sandwich. What? Ooh. They're launching. They're testing I'm it over. I'm in. I'm so they're, in. They're testing it from now until like early July in Colorado and LA. And it is, in no, fact. No, I'm going next weekend. You're going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a crispy chicken like patty glazed in their signature orange sauce. Topped with pickles and sriracha aioli on a potato bun. Mm. Looks really good. It looks really good. Gosh, I'm gonna lose so much money. I'm moving closer to the Panda Express, so. Mm. So it is still just a. It is Ripped still just in the arteries. testing phase. L.A. So and Colorado. If you screw this up for us, I'll never forgive you. <laughs> we will cut you out of the union, and we will add Guam and Puerto Rico. Absolutely. Yes. Colorado um, and California aren't important states anyway. No. We're going to move right on to my next thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as you guys want to hear about three white guys talk about California, um, mm. we're going to talk about France because this weekend is the 24 hours of Le Mans. And I am very excited Partially for a few reasons. One, Ferrari's in. Ferrari's got a prototype car. That should be a lot of fun. Cadillac is in. Now, they've been in in and out, but their new prototype looks very cool. What I'm most excited for is the Garage 56 car. The Garage 56 car, this is a project that has been going on since, like, 2011. And uh, the race, like, promoters allow one experimental car to kind of be its own thing. It'll compete. It'll run. It can place itself in the standings. It's its own thing, so it can't compete with a GT3 or a prototype, a P1 or a P2. Um, but it can run. And so we've had such cool things. as like the Nissan Delta Wing a few years ago that looked like a rocket, genuinely. Um, this year, <laughs> it's going to be a NASCAR. <laughs> wow. NASCAR has their wow. next-gen, their seventh-gen car has been in uh, the Cup Series for like two, two and a half years. I feel like I've talked about it before on the show. It had some safety concerns similar to the F1 cars uh, from a few years, from a few months ago when I was talking about those. There's some safety issues vis-a-vis uh, concussions because the ride is a bit stiff. Oh, Player, yeah, right. uh, the racers' heads were literally getting knocked back and forth. There was few, a few confirmed concussions from that. Uh, but they've been R&Ding that bad boy for like the past year or two. Uh, so they're going to run a NASCAR at Le Mans, which is the first time they've done that since uh, like the 60s. So it's been a while. Uh, should be a lot of fun. It has passed. They did testing today. I saw the videos. I saw the clips. What's the joke about NASCARs? They can only, they only turn, turn left. left. Yep. This guy turns left and right and is faster in uh, the practice laps than every non-prototype car. It is the fastest like, like non-GT car on the field wow. right now. 
So I am genuinely not sure how it's going to work. I am very excited. It's June 10th and 11th, if you're interested. Uh, it is going to be driven by everyone's favorite, Jimmy Johnson. Um, Wait, is it really? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, it's got, they, oh, have, wow. they have three drivers. So the first driver will yeah. be seven-time cup champion Jimmy Johnson. 2009 wow. F1 champion Jason, or sorry, Jensen Button. And uh, former Le Mans winner uh, Mike Rockefeller. Uh, Jeff Gordon was on the shortlist, but for reasons I wasn't able to find out, he is not driving. However, the car will be named the 24. It'll be numbered 24 in honor of him and his NASCAR uh, racing number. So we are going to have a lot of fun. I'm really curious to see how this bad boy does. I don't believe an American. It's been a while since uh, an American team like this has run a car and it's gone all the way. I believe the last time uh, back in the 60s, I think it only went 109 laps and had to uh, be retired. Uh, and the other one finished even sooner. So we could see this could be a really fun time. There's controversy. If I had time to talk about the controversy, I would. But basically, NASCAR let uh, imagine imagine if the uh, NFL was testing like some sort of like feeder league, um, like some sort of like D league. Um, yeah. And to test it, they let. Alabama and Georgia play exclusively in this league. Uh, everyone would be a little upset because, hey, your guys are just favoring like one team to get all of basically the early access to this new system. Um, well, that's what NASCAR did accidentally is they used Hendrix Motorsports uh, for the exclude like they have been the ones exclusively doing R&D and all the other teams are going, uh, what the heck, my good sir, this is unfair. So we will see what happens at the end of this mm. because genuinely the only team doing R&D on this has been Hendrix Motorsports. They now have an, a, a distinct advantage uh, going into the next uh, Cup Series uh, season. Mm. So we'll see what that looks like. But man, I'm just excited to see just one of those big... It is the biggest car. Like It is genuinely the biggest car by quite a wide margin on the track. <laughs> it's like 56 <laughs> inches high, and the next tallest car is like 42 inches. This is, I mean, oh it, is a, it is a full NASCAR. You ever see Cars 2, and you see Mater just kind of like walking around or like driving around? It's a around. terrible it's like, movie. It's a terrible movie, but it was a really fun visual. It's going to be, I mean, it's just going to be, it's just going to be a big America car out there. I mean, almost in time for 4th of July, close enough, so... Go support go support the troops uh, with Jimmy Johnson driving this number twenty four mm. NASCAR in the middle of France. Nice. Do we know what this is? Uh, how you can watch said race? Uh, that's a good question. It has changed a few times. I uh, okay. Give your little outro, and then so I, mean, will I will be find on a flight, it. so the, the chances of me actually watching it are very slim. But. That's fair. This bad boy. Um, ooh, air. Uh, you can watch the Monte Cross Eurosport, the Eurosports app. Okay. Uh, so Eurosport.com, uh, Discovery Plus. Um, oh, okay, there it is. Hold on. I figured there'd be like someone, some streaming service would have it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then okay. you're looking at um, local time, 1300. Oh, hold on. When's the first warm up? The race will start at 1500 hours, uh, I believe, local time. Uh, convert that to American time uh, on yeah. your own time. I'm not going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. No, no public math here. Nope. Well, awesome. That'll be kind of fun. I've, I had no idea that there was actual like NASCAR happening here. So I'm kind of, kind of down to see how that goes. 
Um, it'll be Ford versus Ferrari two, but just not those. It'll two it'll be America companies. versus the world. Yes, yes. Isn't it always? Isn't it always? <laughs> I don't mean that. Just to be clear. All right. Uh, before we say oh, any also, more things that we regret. So oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Final thing. No, it's the hundredth anniversary. It's the hundredth anniversary. Oh, of it. started nice. started in 1923. Um, okay. Isn't that fun, guys? It's technically the hundredth anniversary. It's the ninety first. So it's not the hundredth. There is things yeah. like wars. Uh, France right. went in and out of occupation for a few years because um, mm-hmm. they suck. So, um, so sorry, guys. Have had had France been on it a little bit faster yeah. in the forties, we would have had a hundred. <laughs> oh gosh. Yep. All right. Well, happy one hundredth anniversary. Uh, happy one hundred twelfth episode anniversary to us. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's good to be back. Uh, Josh and Johnny, best of luck in your duo adventures next week, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be back. Very jet-lagged, extremely jet-lagged, Aaron, in two <laughs> weeks, so I hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> so I'll do my best to describe NBA Finals games that are I may or may not have watched. We'll, we'll figure it out when we get there. But listeners, yeah, I really hope you're having a good week. Uh, thanks for listening to this show. Hopefully we brought a little bit of encouragement and laughs to your Wednesday or to whatever day you're listening to this We'll see you guys around. As always, check out our social media accounts. We're on YouTube. We stream on YouTube. The recordings are available there. We also have lots of other videos. Uh, This week, there will hopefully be a video posted uh, that goes a little bit more in-depth about the ACC's current media deals struggle. So uh, stay tuned for that. It goes into a little bit more depth than we were able to go a couple weeks ago on that subject. So if that's of interest to you, check out our YouTube channel, subscribe. And uh, as always, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.